So, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast here, Foodcast 360, where we talk about football. And yeah, that's basic. So, we talk about football here. For the episode 4 of the preseason diaries, we are moving on to Spain here, or La Liga. Uh, we have uh, Aaron Philip here. Uh, Aaron is kind of a Dortmund guy, but uh, he came here to talk about Atletico de Madrid. Uh, to start here, uh, supporting Barcelona. and akash rayer uh, he was with us during that leicester city first episode of our podcast and he is here to talk about uh, barcelona i guess yeah barcelona so to sir why don't you give us a small introduction on yourself uh, hi my name is tushar i'm 20 years old and i'm started uh, supporting barcelona since 4 to 5 years the reason why like i felt love in with barca is because first obviously is leo messi and second uh, is because of pep guardiola you know how uh, barcelona plays under guardiola is just soothing to his eyes and is very beautiful that's the main two reasons that i like barcelona too much uh, those were the good old days i guess uh, asking haron here uh, he supports dortmund my fellow borussian let me let us ask a small introduction about himself uh hey my name is aaron philip so as balji told i'm a dortmund supporter since 2012 so i think 9 years now uh so balji had asked me to come and talk a little about atletico de madrid so that's also a club that i follow but i'm still a dortmund supporter yeah that's the strongest point here he is still a dortmund supporter forever dortmund so you guys already know about uh, akash here so we don't need an introduction about him so let's get straight into the transfer transfer uh, transfers going on now so tushar uh, fcb has done a great signings they they sign players for free so what what is your thoughts about that yeah uh, like laputa has done a good job in signing uh, like three players is uh, aquaro uh, eric garcia Uh, and many more i guess then like he, i like his signings but not aquero because he already is 30 years and i don't think so he will be able to contribute too much to the playing style we have got because uh, if we see already we have messi who is uh, 30 he's not going to uh, get any younger as well no doubt he's a great player for me and uh, his pe- performance will drop uh, we have to like see what beyond that for me and uh, the wage bill i suppose like i can start with the wage bill first should i hello yeah go on bro so like uh, there was a general meeting on uh, june 20th so in the general meeting at the camp now uh, laporta spoke about the club's financial situation the wage bill which is hampering our progress right now he also gave his thoughts about about a new updates on his on the super league as well so uh, john laporta on sunday 20th june appear at the uh, camp now in front of the club members there uh, at the general meeting uh, which is really important date for the barcelona calendar uh, it's offer uh, often used when is big decisions need to be uh, made and voted by the club members and uh, both the current and the previous board member can be held according by this uh, so uh, in that general meeting uh, it 
started with a uh, montage like a, a really sad montage i uh, i said that uh, it shows like a two one uh, eight to uh, defeat under uh, ba- under the reign of bartemeu and messi leaving the club that was like shocking and he also stated that uh, we are uh, we have like a 625 million wage bill i guess totally and which is like a way out of uh, the la liga rules so and the contracts that bartemeu signed was like uh, way out of uh, outdated and he also said that uh, we have to cut it like around 200 million uh, to sign or register new players and on the in the general meeting also said that we are taking a loan around uh, 525 million for 13 years with a 3% interest like it's good to just and it also said that this only be used for day to day running of the club and not at all uh, like uh, to uh, provide funds for new signings in also he also said that this money would go uh, towards the uh, past final like we have to already pay have not paid liverpool for the signing of uh, coutinho so that also includes that and uh, he is not also afraid to terminate some contracts i guess uh, he already terminated one player that bartemeu signed and i guess he is also counter suing for uh, wrongful termination for uh, against barcelona because we are not paying around i guess his contract was 5 uh, years ka contracts then we broke that contract so we are not paying uh, the half of the contract so he is suing us back for that and uh, uh apart from the departures i would like to uh, tell you about that uh, uh i guess uh alex cuyado a 22 year barcelona academic is leaving for a uh, club rouge for a one year role uh, one year loan so that's good and uh, i guess uh, let me remember and uh, i guess uh, carlos brathwaite uh, Bat- is also uh, rumored to link with uh, uh, west ham i guess and uh, pianic to juventus that's and because pianic is like way uh, his uh, wages are too high for me and it's not worth signing for barcelona because like that swap deal we had like uh, that's what ridiculous for me um, yeah, that's one of the worst deals ever giving out 20 <laughs> yeah. 22 years i guess uh, that guy was 22, 22. Yeah, yeah and signing uh, almost 30. a 30 year old guy which is not in his prime either yeah that's coming to Ag- like, uh, talking about yeah. aguero aguero is uh, 33 not 30 aguero is 30 yeah, yeah, so yeah. he he will give uh, most likely next two seasons will be he will be playing uh, so what uh, how do you think uh, that aguero will go on because they sold 30 year old suarez and replaced him with 33 year old yeah aguero. it's the same situation right yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense but i guess uh, they want to like want messi to stay so they brought in a familiar face that that's why i guess they signed aguero yeah like that the situation is still uh, crap because messi is still not a barcelona player he didn't sign the contract yeah, so we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll be talking statistically about that those problems with akash and coming to aaron here so atletico madrid did a yeah, very good that, job yeah before that i had a question for 
I had a question for Tushar. Like, uh, yeah, go ahead. So now this new rule, this new rule about the wage budget yeah. in this league. So do you think yeah. like it's trying to uh, directly attack attack uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid? So like these clubs have a very high yeah, wage yeah. bill. So do you think like they're trying to curb the influence of them in the league so that other teams can like try to get a Champions League position? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea, and I am not offended with that because, see, uh, you you can know that club like PSG can offer way massive than uh, we can offer right now. So I think Lariya don't want that situation here as well. So like that's a really good rule for me. Yeah, I guess it's a really good rule. But yeah. uh, teams like Atletico Madrid, like they're kind of like how to say, they need a specific uh, set of events to happen for them to win the league because it it only happens by fluke. not by any uh, because everything must go wrong with real madrid and barcelona and few things <laughs> should go right for them so only then they yeah. win the league otherwise it's like it's like a very small proportion so yeah, yeah it's difficult for teams like that to come up right yeah 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 atletico won the league last season so they are coming in as champions defending their title so let me ask aaron here about the transfer news of atletico madrid so For me, Atletico done a great job in signing uh, that midfielder from Odinese for just thirty million. So, what's your thoughts on uh, that? Yeah, Rodrigo de Paul is yeah. an amazing signing. Actually, it's like showed up their uh, how to say their midfield. One of their uh, weaknesses is depth. I feel for Atletico de Madrid. So, example, a few injuries can derail their entire season. And we saw also like last season also, even though they had such an amazing start, they lost team towards the end. so i feel it's because of the lack of depth especially in midfield so rodrigo de paul he has some decent numbers but i feel he has much more of an impact than his numbers the way he affects the game in udinese is actually really good i saw i happened to see a few of his matches uh, he played in a very instrumental part in all of those two or three matches that i watched and i yeah. think the price also is is a fair price 35 million for such a good midfielder he also won the uh, uh, trophy with messi so he'll be, he'll be in good spirits also yeah uh, uh, saul is on his way to barca i think uh, so they already advancedly signed a midfielder to replace him yeah. so what's your thoughts on bringing griezmann back because he he has a high wage Uh, in Barca compared to Atletico, so bringing him back. Yeah, so yeah, go on. Yeah, like I, I feel like the club is in a very precarious position with Griezmann because Griezmann, when he left, he wasn't in a good place with all the Atletico de Madrid fans, and uh, they were like quite unhappy with him. So it'll be interesting to see what the club does because I, I don't think that Griezmann will come back. I don't think he'll be welcomed by the fans. because uh, once he left uh, atletico were in a very precarious position because he was one of their best stars and he was in sublime form when he left so uh, we'll uh, yet to see the jury is still out so once the transfer is completed then then we'll see i wanted to talk about another arrival uh, marcos polo from uh, fluminense brazilian yeah, club he's also brazilian. an interesting prospect only 20 years yeah only 20 years old and uh, he's he has the uh, how to say the uh, uh, potential to be a big star so let's see yeah that that too a great signing atletico are showing that they have one of the best scouting so scouting network uh, in the top clubs in europe so let me ask akash here about the problems in the barcelona the financial problems 
Well, speaking about the problems, as Tushar earlier pointed out, that the club is in a huge debt that has been conjuring under the presidentship of Joseph Bertema, who is again a victim, a victim and an orchestrator of financial fair pay. Uh, when uh, you know the new new president got his presidentship, he was in a deep financial trouble because he had to loan from American investors to get the club running in a day-to-day basis. The other problem, which is the Achilles heel for the club right now, is the wage bill. Also pointed out in this show that La Liga requires every club to keep its wage bill below 70% of their income, but Barcelona was at 110 when they finished the last season. Uh, a very interesting question that uh, Aaron asked was, is La Liga doing it to give other teams a fair chance to crack a, a European spot or provide a challenge to the to the contendership of the title to these three teams, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona. I think, yeah, La Liga is trying to structure the league in such a way that it happens, a fair play exists. But at the same time, if they do that, uh, a few clubs a few le- in a few leagues where this, these rules don't apply, they will gain massively in the... Adva- they will Again, massive advantage in the European structure because PSG, as you all saw, got some fabulous signings. And to compete with them, what do you do? Do you be like uh, a Bundesliga where you allow certain teams to have the upper hand so that they impress and represent you on a center European stage? Or you stick back and you know be favorable to the other teams so that they have a chance? So that's an interesting thought. Uh, I, I, I neither disagree or agree with La Liga's decision because I think in the future we'll get a better glimpse of it. Uh, coming to the Aguero part, I think, yeah, as, as Tushar rightfully said, Aguero is a very uh, very old kind of a player which Barcelona is going with. Uh, a lot of the factor is he is an Argentinian and it, it would have helped Barcelona to get an upper hand in the Messi negotiations because everybody, everyone knows uh, one of the closest circular friends of Lionel Messi is Sergio Aguero. Uh, Aguero is though, despite being old, you know, he is very, very optimistic to have a run with Barcelona. He he thinks he will have a great career here. Thus, he has gone, uh, he has undergone a stem cell treatment, which will regenerate cartilage in both his knees. So that's the commitment I see from that specific player. Talking about the Saul Niguez and uh, the Grisman deal, which is not being... Uh, considered at right at this moment, but it was pondered upon a few weeks back. And the situation was that Griezmann, you know, Griezmann's payment structure in this club is an astronomical one. Every season that he completes, in the next one, he gets an astronomical rise, which is not feasible for the club at this moment to continue with. So they wanted uh, to lure in Sol Niguez for a kind of a swap deal plus cash. But that's highly unlikely because Sol Niguez doesn't want to go that way. But again, uh, Rodrigo De Paul coming into the Atletico squad does make Saul's position a, a little bit uh, untidy, as you might call it. So those are the situations at Barcelona. Messi signing is still stalling uh, a lot of players incoming from the free agency. So I think in that department, Barca has done a better job than Real Madrid, their counterparts. To get a uh, few good players in, I think uh, as much there is a chance of uh, Sergio Ramos, Sergio Aguero to go bust, there is a similar chance of uh, Memphis Depay to really capitalize on this season. 
of course when messi comes into the squad it will be rejuvenated there is a young prospect called pedri who is phenomenally performing throughout the year he has been a working horse throughout the olympics euro and la liga seasons so very promising aspect for barcelona but yeah the finance turmoil does create and impose a threat to the la liga structure yeah barcelona at uh, mps depay made an immediate impact even though it's friendly but uh, he is so good man he's linking up with frankie diong he's so good this let's talk about uh, mps depay so how how was the signing Sure. Yeah, like I like Men's Pedipai. He's I guess twenty six plus. That's good enough for us. And he can play like either three position or or both of the wings. But the main reason, like he's similar as Messi. Let me tell you that he can uh, drift in play as a ten. Like uh, he will uh, give you space on the left hand side. So. Your fullbacks needs to uh, exploit the uh, space as well. So it's uh and uh, he will not also help you in defensive work as well if you see his leon games he played as a striker and he, uh, and he can uh, cut back and run and uh, protect those uh, uh, like he can press that well as well and in uh, netherland he used to play like uh, the same as well and uh, the performance like he only had bad run in uh, i guess uh, united that's was really bad and the question mark is can he perform in a big league like la liga that's uh, we can like uh, say that let's see what happens uh, i think he will perform because uh, he was under the ronald koeman netherlands team last season yeah yeah, yeah. before that season sorry so let's talk about the ongoing pre season matches so i think let me ask aaron here about the uh, Atletico Madrid's pre-season games. Yeah, so I think we've played two games so far against Numencia and uh, RB Salzburg. So we won one very unconvincingly through penalties. And the second one, we lost 1-0. So I think uh, the coach is trying to move on from the previous adopted tactics. So I think there's some inconsistency going on. so we'll see uh, still another one to go and then uh, uh, and then we'll have to start uh... yeah atletico won the game against wolfsburg 1-2 yeah 1-2 uh, so after that we'll have to see again the start of the season if they can carry that through because um, it's not ex- inspiring so much confidence so we'll see let me ask tushar here because barca had a great season so far is having a great season so far so what's your thoughts on that yeah like he's trying new things he is like promoted few players like uh, gavi nicolas gonzales and uh, yusuf demir that they have shown uh, like really good performance and impressed koman as well so i guess he's thinking to promote them in the first team and i kind of like this because we are not going to make big signings uh, as well because because of our financial situation so promoting use like really good strategy for, uh, for us here now because i think 
he prefers Gavi more than Ricky Puig, which is personally for me. I don't think so. Like he should give uh, Puig more chances to play because he's uh, really good at midfield and uh, like him and Pedri, like he, uh, he should swap them in between and like the, he could create a good balance between so one can rest and one can play. Yeah, uh, Ricky Puig is in getting to his potential under Koeman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what are your expectations for the upcoming season? Because on the other hand, Real Madrid lost their captain. New manager comes in, which uh, makes uh, a 50-50 opportunity. Uh, and many defenders are uh, going. Varane is left. Uh, what's your, what, what is your thoughts on the Real Madrid side as a Barcelona fan? So as a Barcelona fan, it's uh, sad to see that Madrid is falling down because we won't get a proper El Clasico. If you uh, if you are Barcelona and Madrid fan, you have to have a good El Clasico because like that's nothing for you. Like La Liga is really known for El Clasicos. And like talking about Madrid, uh, Ancelotti has came in and he's only like totally is not going to make any big signings because they are also in a like not bad as Barcelona's financial crisis, I would say. And he has told, like, I want only a squad of 22 players. That's, like, a very small squad. I don't think so. Like, how he's going to play Madrid and, like, most of this, like, uh, pivotal part of defense, like, Varane and, uh, like, uh, Sergio Ramos, like, they are both are uh, transferred now. And I don't think so. They will be able to replace Ramos, like, Ramos Helm, like he's a great, one of the greatest defender, and like I like to watch him even if I'm a Barcelona fan. I respect him, like the way he the, uh, does the dirty work for his team. Like I like I like Ramos a lot. Like that's it. Yeah, and uh, let me ask Aka share about the transfers that are going on in Real Madrid. So his perfect his perspective will be great. Yeah, let me ask Akash. So interesting developments on the Real Madrid camp because first of all, they got a rebuild at the Santiago Bernabeu. Last season, they didn't have a single game in, in, the, in the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. They were playing in their training ground and they invested heavily in the development of their stadium. So whenever a team does that, interestingly, like if you remember, Arsenal moved from Highbury to their new stadium. Then uh, Tottenham Hotspur did that from White Hart Lane to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Atletico did that. And after they do, unlike Atletico, both the English Premier League sides have suffered a lot because when uh, the finances are directed towards the restructuring of the uh, of the arena, a lot of that takes a suffering kind of a thing uh, to with the players that is compromised on that level. Because uh, after that... Move, move, moving away from Highbury, Arsenal never regained their prominence that they had, and teams like Manchester United, Chelsea, and Manchester City capitalized on that opportunity. And now, Arsenal don't even qualify for the European spots. Similarly, you know when you look at the Tottenham team, would you take a closer look? Apart from Harry Kane and probably Son Heung-min, there isn't not much of, of a talent that you know clearly strikes you. And that that can be attributed because they have a they have built this modern stadium 
which is a, a state of the art uh, stadium for football as well as nfl so whenever a team does that i am a little bit skeptical how will they progress in the next 5 years and it's apparent from real madrid's move in the moves in the transfer window that they are financially suffering at this moment we know the reports that uh, second to barcelona they had the worst financial turmoil apart from that they they had to let a manager like zinedine zidane who brought them three ucls to go things were not great behind the room i mean behind the ca- behind the cameras uh, florentino perez had much of you know much of the controversial things that's are, that are coming out anyway diverting from the topic so how is real madrid really going into this transfer window because they lose a legend like zinedine zidane then they lose out their long withstanding influential captain in sergio ramos then they lose sergio ramos's other other half rafael varan to manchester united uh so it's clear that when they are bringing in david alaba from bayern munich they are clearly thinking him as a startup from the first day of the season that's no surprise but the surprising fact will be who will be he pairing up with because there are two options and i would like to see them but obviously they won't get the quality that real madrid eventually did for so many seasons you know rafael varan and sergio ramos they were the best center back duo in the in, in la liga okay moving away from that uh, another development is that the carlos ancelotti after his arrival he is very adamant to play a specific set of players he likes he would like to sell a lot of them who pose a redundant scenario in their squad the first name that is linked with my team leicester city is marco asensio he does he he was clear with marco asensio that he carlos ancelotti doesn't want to play him and after that news broke out teams like leeds everton and leicester city jumped on to to you know land his signature because he's an interesting prospect just 25 years of age uh real madrid is sticking with you know karim benzema because he is their sole sole orchestrator of you know any attacking threats right now Luka Jovic is coming back who has again an underwhelming season at Eintracht Frankfurt because he he went he got his form back for a few few matches but then again he was a setback you know money was real madrid's chances money was wasted on eden hazard so it will be a final test for eden hazard to gain regain his form and get back to fitness gareth bell will be utilized under carlos ancelotti in in a minor role because he also in tottenham as you saw he was playing after 60 minute mark so there are those attacking options which which is to be honest very underwhelming as compared to their counterparts barcelona martin odegaard is a really interesting prospect because arsenal is not trying to let go of martin odegaard because they still think a move can be materialized and they would love to have him back for a prolonged period of time uh, but real madrid really needs that midfield because you know luka Mo- Modric, Tony Cruz, very aged defend, uh, very aged midfielders in that midfield role. Isco doesn't get game time. Uh, then there is the only option of Casemiro. The other players are very young. They haven't got very much of time into, into that prime squad. So uh, a fresh aspect. I think Lucas Vasquez is going to be interesting this season because he doesn't get much of chances. But whenever he does, he just impresses me. So a lot of new prospect to to see around the Madrid camp. But uh, considering. Uh, solely based on how other teams are doing in this transfer window i think atletico is way ahead of real madrid this time and barcelona 
Nuna is even more ahead of this duo. Yeah, well said about the Atlético Real Madrid camp. So let 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 us move on to the predictions, guys. Aaron, what's your prediction on the Atlético Madrid's top four, top scorers, and the and so on? So for top scorers, it's uh, it's really it's really puzzling actually to guess who will be the top scorer. But I'm going to say Luis Suarez again. So uh, we'll see. Uh, some other people have also trying to find their form, trying to find their rhythm inside the team. So we'll have to see on positions. Uh, it's really anyone's guess. Uh, I think towards the end, Barcelona and Atletico de Madrid will be fighting for the title, and Real Madrid will be a close second or a close third. Uh, and for the final fourth spot, I think. Uh, Maybe uh, Sevilla or uh, Villarreal. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the predictions, Tushar? I think uh, the looking at the squad right now, Atletico has a bigger hand hand here, and then maybe Barcelona, and then uh, Real Madrid. If Hazard starts firing, then that's a like a different equation for the, the top three for top three spots. And for the fourth, I guess Sevilla and uh, fifth Valencia or Villarreal because Villarreal had a really good season and they also won like uh, the Europa Cup as well. Yeah, your thoughts, uh, Akash, on the predictions? I would pick Barcelona to win the La Liga title this time, uh, followed by Atletico Madrid. It will be interesting for Atletico Madrid to gain that second position, subjected how Jao Felix performs this season. Last season, uh, more, uh, I mean, Luis Suarez shouldered most of the responsibility. I think that could be distributed amongst a player like him. Also, with the addition of Rodrigo De Paul, I think they are really going to challenge whoever comes first. And third team will be Real Madrid, followed, I think, will be by Sevilla. Uh, top scorer uh, for Barcelona. I'm, I'm very, very. Uh, I'm taking a very uh, educated guess here because I think Messi will drop down to channel the moves forwards, and uh, Memphis Depay will capitalize on those opportunities. So either Memphis Depay or Lionel Messi is going to get most goals in this season. Uh, Anthony Griezmann again. He he has succumbed to um, a, a role which involves a lot of track backing. His defensive arms have come out. And so, for me, he won't be the top scorer if he stays. Uh, that's it from my side. I think it's going to be a very interesting La Liga season. Yeah, La Liga is one of the greatest leagues in the Europe. So, we are coming to the end of the uh, episode 3 of the podcast here. Wait, episode 4. Oh, sorry. Episode 4 of the podcast here. So, I think for personally, this was the great episode because we talked, we utilized the time so well because the meeting is going to end in three minutes. So thank you guys. Thank you, Aaron, because Aaron doesn't have electricity at his home. Uh, current has gone because of some issues at his area, but he came with mobile data for us. So thank you, Akash, because Akash, you see, he is a very busy guy. He supports Leicester City, but also writes, uh, works at freelance for Sports Kira. And thank you to Sir because he was so excited for this episode. He was the one asking me all the time when will the episode, when will we record the episode. So 
all around this was the great episode the, this episode stays stays to my heart so the season is also coming in just 10 days i uh, can't wait to start can't wait to see the players back on the pitch so thank you guys for watching thank you guys for hearing i guess yeah thank you guys for hearing so we'll meet soon in the next episode thank you guys